Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Praise God, praise God. I hope you are finding yourself blessed today. I hope you are waking up, you've, you've woken up, you've had your morning coffee or tea or, or whatever it is you drink in the morning. I hope you looked around and you said, today is a day that the Lord has made and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Man, I love being saved. I love being redeemed by the Lord. Hallelujah. I hope you are too. Today, I want us to open our Bibles and we're going to jump over real quick to uh, uh, the Gospel of Mark, uh, chapter 5. And, and we're going to uh, roll down here to uh, uh, verse 24 and a half, if I will. Because remember, the chapters and verses in the Bible weren't added until a lot later. That's not how the Bible was written. It was not written chapter and verse. Each one of the Gospels was written by itself. Each one of the, the epistles were written by themselves. Uh, the book of Revelation of John was written by itself. Uh, many of them have different authors. Um we know the Gospel of Luke was written by Luke along with the, the book of Acts. These were two separate writings by Dr. Luke. Um, Matthew, written by the, the Apostle Matthew. John uh, was believed to be dictated by the Apostle John, not written by his own hand. The same with the, the book of Revelations, the letters, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John etc etc so sometimes when you're going through and you're reading your bible you're going to see something like we run into right here where the verse um or yeah where the verse and the next verse the, the verse is divided in two so i'll refer to it sometimes as part a and part b so here in uh the book of Ma uh, mark the gospel of mark uh, which is believed to be the first gospel written the Gospel of Mark, and it's uh, chapter 5, verse 24 and a half. We find ourselves here with Jesus, and it says, A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And the woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors, and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. Stop right there so uh, the question of bleeding is um, when a woman had her menstrual period she was considered unclean you couldn't be around her and here was a woman who uh, had just had her her she was menstruating now for for 12 years straight in a culture where you were considered unclean I mean she couldn't be she couldn't be around people. She couldn't have a husband. She she couldn't uh, take a husband. Uh, she had to eat alone. There were so many. She was effectively shunned from society. And she had spent all her money on the on many doctors. It says suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. 
Remember, medicine then wasn't like medicine today. There are all kinds of different uh, medicinal recipes that we look back on and we think, oh, how savage. And I'm sure that in the, the, the decades and centuries to come, they'll look back at the medicine that we practice today and in many aspects they'll think, oh, how savage. But it was probably the best medical care that she could find at the time. And she had spent all of her money on this. Um, she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. And then it says, and spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. So here we find a woman who's in a position of hopelessness. We'll pick up now as we continue on. When she heard about Jesus in verse 27, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Or in some translations, and I enjoy this much better, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And immediately... In verse 29, the, the Gospel of Mark states, Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Let's stop there again for a moment. She was immediately healed. Well, we say, well, yeah, that's Jesus, right? But let's go back. Let's ro roll backwards for just a second. What prompted this woman to seek after Jesus? We don't even know if she believed him to be the Messiah or not. The only thing we know for sure is that she had heard that Jesus was passing by. She, she had heard of we know she had heard of all the miracles that he had been doing. People were swarming all over the place. It's why there was a crowd pressing in around him. Um, she saw a place of hope. And hope had a name. His name was Jesus. Now if we jump over to Luke uh, chapter 18, is Jesus... Uh, Verse 35, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he calls out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who led the way rebuked him and, and told him to be quiet. And, and he just shouted all the more. He said, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. And Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God for what all the, and all the people saw it, and they all praised God also. Here we have two fine examples of people who wanted something from Jesus, who needed something from Jesus, but they didn't call up their friends and said, hey, pray for me. They didn't uh, go to church and, and in the morning announcements, raise their hand and said, keep me in your prayers. 
put me on your prayer list. They didn't go to their Facebook prayer group and, or their social media prayer group and, and say, hey, keep me in your prayers. I need, I need a touch from the Lord. I need healing from the Lord. They went out. They sought out the Lord. The blind man couldn't see. And he heard all the commotion. He's like, what's going on? What's going on? What, what is this? What's going on? What's all this commotion? Hey, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Hey, Jesus, Jesus, don't forget me. I'm right here, right here. I need you. Jesus, son of David, I need you. A woman who wasn't allowed to be around people. You think she sheltered in her home because she was told she was unclean and couldn't be around people? She saw hope passing by, and she wasn't going to let hope pass by without her receiving a touch from hope, and hope had a name, and his name is Jesus. And she said, I may not be able to touch him, but if I can just get close, if I can just reach out my hand, if I can just touch the very edge of his garment, I know I can be healed. Too many, too many believers are walking around saying, hey, put me on your prayer list. Hey, oh, it's terrible what I got to go through. It's terrible, terrible. Hey, pray for me. Hey, just keep me in your prayers. Dialing up the phone, calling people. Hey, keep me in your prayers. Putting out a group text message. Hey, keep me in your prayers. Meanwhile, Jesus is walking right past you. But you're not spending your time reaching out for him, striving for him, refusing to stop until he touches you. Oh, brothers and sisters, Jesus is passing right now. Why? Why are you not stretching out your hand, refusing. Remember the blind man as Jesus and the group walk through Jericho. They're on their way to Jericho. And the blind man says, what's that commotion? And they said, it's Jesus passing by. And he begins to yell for Jesus. And the people said, hey, 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 that's enough. Sit down, be quiet. Be quiet. It's Jesus passing by. Just stop. What are you doing? Who do you think you are? He wasn't going to be stopped by that. Nobody was going to set a limit on him. Nobody was going to say, oh, no way. No way. Jesus passing by. You don't get to talk. You can't come for him. You're just an old blind man. He wasn't going to stand for that. He just yelled louder. He kept yelling. He wasn't going to compromise. He wasn't going to stop. He wasn't going to quit. It wasn't about what these people thought of him. They thought he was foolish. With the woman with the issue of blood. They considered her unclean, not worthy. None of that stopped either one of these people. It didn't matter. Jesus was passing by. They were not going to miss their opportunity. They were going to rush to him. When you're at church, oh, praise God. When you're at church, when you're among the, the believers, you feel that Holy Spirit moving and you have that need from the Lord and you know the Holy Spirit's moving and you know them people and your pastor or your leadership says, hey, I want you to come up front if you need prayed for because God is going to heal you right now. Then you better get up and you better run up there. Don't sign up for the prayer list for him. Be prayed for some other time. Get up there. If you don't have somebody in your church that's filled with the Holy Spirit who, who, can, who will pray for you, then you go somewhere where there is someone. 
You seek him out. You get in your prayer closet. You hang up the do not disturb sign to your to your husbands and your wives and your children. You say, oh no, I'm not coming out of here until the Lord touches me. Hallelujah. Think about it. Be blessed and be the blessing. Hallelujah.